Hey there, and thanks for listening to our podcast. Our mission at Hope is to invite everyone to find Jesus and help them move toward the center of God's purpose for their life. Here's this weekend's message. Beautiful. I wasn't raised in a church that uh, talked about Mary uh, hardly at all. I remember maybe in the Christmas plays, there was always Mary and, and Joseph and the baby. But I, I, I don't recall a, a message ever that even alluded to uh, the character or the mother of Jesus or, you know, how can we learn from her story or anything like that. And maybe you were. A lot of you raised Catholic, uh, definitely um, honored and, and loved Mary. And, and so be, because of that, as, as a pastor over the last 23 years, I've, I've done a lot of Christmas series and a lot of Christmas messages. And one of my favorites of, of all of them, obviously Jesus, so let's, no emails on that. I, I love Jesus, okay? But I love talking about Mary, one of the biggest heroes of the Bible. What is it that we learn about her story? Uh, about her yes to the Lord. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been in this series called The Art of Christmas, and, and, and really, that's what it is. It, it is a masterpiece story of God orchestrating, painting on the canvas of our lives and history, the story of Christmas. And week one in this Art of Christmas series, we, we talked about um, don't be afraid, the levels of fear and the levels of peace. Last week, we talked about good news and, uh, and, and the good news that is like no other, no other religion is God coming to us? It's, it's always us trying to attain something. It's, it's good news. Uh, it's good news to those who know they need good news. How many know you need good news? If you didn't, you, know, you, you need to know that you need good news. And it's good news, though, to, to those who believe. Today, I want to talk about My Spirit Rejoices, and this is the artwork for today from Faith Morgan, one of our staff members. Um, here's where we're going to go. I want to read the, the story of Mary, uh, two different parts in Luke chapter 1. There's a, there's a first part, I'm calling it the first part of Mary's story. The angel's going to come and visit her. The second part of the story where she engages with Elizabeth, her relative. And, and then I want to talk about how this Advent theme of joy relates to Mary's story, because this is where we get the Advent theme, through her Magnificat in Luke chapter 1. So how does, how does Mary's story relate to the Advent theme of joy, and then how does that relate to us in, in our walk and in our relationship with God? So that's where we want to go. Um, Luke chapter 1, the first part of the story. Let's read it together. <clears throat> in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee. Now, Elizabeth, just, just for sake of understanding, Elizabeth was John the Baptist's mom and was a relative of Mary, okay? Uh, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and, and you will name him Jesus. 
he will be very he will be very great and will be called the son of the most high the lord god will give him the throne of his ancestor david and he will reign over israel forever his kingdom will never end mary asked the angel but, but how can this happen i am a virgin the angel replied the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Now, I want you to listen to Mary's response. It'd be almost like any of our responses, I'm sure, in this situation. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. That's part one of the story. I want you to bookmark that in your, in your head. Mary's response to this angel's announcement. It wasn't even an ask, by the way. You notice that. It wasn't, hey, Mary, here's the plan. Are you okay with that? It was just, hey, this was going to happen, but don't be afraid. It's all good. All good. All right? Uh, now, here's the second part of the story. <clears throat> a few days, same chapter, by the way, Luke chapter 1. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill. So a few days later, I mean, this is the very next verse. A few days later, right after this angel came to Mary, she hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house, uh, Elizabeth's husband. She entered the house of, and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, John the Baptist, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? This is still Elizabeth talking. When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. And then Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices. This is where we get the Advent theme of joy. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. Why am I, for the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful, for he has made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his children, and his children forever. This Advent theme of joy comes from that my spirit rejoices. Now, how is it that Mary, in light of her circumstance, and I want you to just picture, and I know we've done this before, and, and, you, and I've talked about this many times, but I want you to picture yourself in Mary's shoes. And, and that the, the Lord has come to your room, the angel of the Lord came to, came to your room and, and you know, made this announcement that you're going to conceive a child, even though you have not been married and you, and you haven't had sex, 
uh, but it's going to all be good. It's no problem. Don't, don't be worried about it. Um, and that's, that's it. That's all I have to say. You good? And then leaves. Now, I want you to picture yourself in that situation, right? And, and then the thoughts of Mary in her room having to think through how she's going to tell her husband or her fiancé, sorry, how she's going to tell her mom and dad, the community that she's a part of, very religious, strict, conservative, uh, legalistic community, how she's going to walk through this. And, and, you know, her response was, okay, let it happen to me. And I understand that this is a supernatural event. I understand that an angel supernaturally has appeared to her. And hopefully, if a supernatural angel appeared to us, we might take that seriously and we might just have to trust that, okay, whatever you say is going to be good. But how could that story, how could, in that story, how could Mary say, my spirit rejoices? I mean, how many, just think about how many of you would have some questions of the angel, questions of God? How many would have a reluctant yes with an attitude? You ever, you remember growing up and your parents asked you to do something, you said yes, but it was with an attitude and you whined and you pouted and you complained the whole morning, you know, yeah, I'll mow the lawn, yes, but no, my other friends are, they're, 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 they have people who mow their lawn. Why do I have to mow my lawn? You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, you, she could have said a yes with that attitude of like, why me? Why, why don't you go to somebody else? But she did, I mean, all of that, she says, oh, how I praise the Lord, how my spirit rejoices. Here's, here's a few things about Mary's story and what created joy for her that I really think we can learn from. The first one is Mary's response to God created joy in her life. It was, it was that yes, and there's something that, that, that happens when we obey. There, there is a joy that comes from obeying God innately that, that just supernaturally happens, even though the yes is not easy, because her yes would not be easy. And typically, our yes is not always easy. If we knew what would happen at the end, or if we knew what would happen at this point in our lives, looking back, we might not say yes. Because yes is not always easy in our lives. In fact, most of the time, it's filled with challenges. But, but whether you say yes or no, how many know you're going to have challenges? Whether you say yes or no to God, so why not say yes and experience what Mary experienced? Because I really believe it was her response Luke chapter 1, verse 38, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant, so whatever you want to happen to me, whatever that is, I say yes. No questions asked. Chapter 1, verse 46 and 47, she says this, Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. There was no arm twisting. There, there was no argument. You remember Moses and, and his divine supernatural relationship with an angel in the burning bush. And you remember how many times he said, ah, you know, I'm good. I'll just stay here in the desert and tend my sheep. And, and he said it over and over, but I'm, I can't speak, but, but you need to get somebody else, but, but you don't know what I've done. You know, all those things. 
But Mary, it was different. It was just a resounding, I don't know if it was resounding. I, I just think she had no choice. So she, choose, she chose her attitude. And her response in that moment. Now, I'm not making this up or trying to read into the story. She's the one who said it. My spirit rejoices. And I'm so glad about this. Praise the Lord. She responds with a yes. Now, let me ask you some questions. How long does it take for us to say yes to God? You know, you ever thought about that? I mean, we would all like to say, you know, I think I'm pretty good about that. I think I'm pretty good about saying yes. Really? I mean, how long does it really take for us to say yes? I would love to say to you as your pastor, the most spiritual person in the church, I would love to tell you that my yes is always immediate, like, oh, yeah, hey, Lord, whatever you want, man, I'm in. Yeah, it doesn't matter, whatever. But it, there's a lot of times, and we, we do this secret, well, not secret, but we do this kind of spiritual juking with the Lord. We say, well, I'm going to pray about it. <laughs> I'm the one talking to you, telling you to do this. You don't have to pray about it. Just do what I'm telling you to do, right? How long does it take for us to say, I want you to really think about that. How long does it take for you? And I, I'm in this with you, so how long does it take us to say yes? Okay, so I want you to think about that for a minute. Now, before I get to the next one, I want you to think about some of the ways in which we say no, because most of us are, are, are decent, you know, um, good, uh, we want to please the Lord people. So most of us would never like shake our fist with God. No, no, we just ignore it until it goes away, right? Until somebody else does it, until somebody else gives, until somebody else serves, until somebody else talks to that coworker and invites them to Christmas Eve service, right? <laughs> So maybe another neighbor will invite them to church or, you know, whatever. So, so, so I want you to think about the ways in which we say no, because it's really hardly ever like, no, I'm not doing that. Go to somebody else. It's mostly just, I'm going to put that on the back burner until he writes it on my forehead or, you know, something like that. All right. Now, now I want to put the next one on the next question. Could it be that the absence of joy in our lives is because of the absences of our yes to God? Is there a certain amount of, or a certain level of joy that we're missing? And when I say joy, I'm not talking about we're happy that the Cowboys are doing good, and so, yay. By the way, I am going to talk to the commissioner of the NFL and to Jerry Jones about Christmas Eve, Cowboy game, playing the Eagles at 3.30 during our service. <laughs> How many know that's not of God? The reason I bring that up is to let you know that when you sign up for that service and you don't come, we're watching. God is watching. Tape it. Record it. That's what we have these days. It's like a button. You don't have to go program a VCR. You just record, right? So anyway, what was I saying? I think that there's so many ways in which we say no, and we wonder why we lack joy 
peace, even hope. You know, the last few years have been very difficult to find any kind of hope, to find any kind of peace, unless you're in Jesus. Seriously. But, but I wonder if, if the absences of our yes to the Lord have a lot to do with the level of joy or the lack of it. I don't know, but it's something to think about. Because Mary's response was yes. And that response in obedience to the Lord produced, I am absolutely, praise the Lord. I can't even believe he's counted this lowly servant girl worthy of this. My spirit rejoices. The second, and there's only two, the second is Mary's community created joy in her obedience. Now, this is something I've never noticed about this story, that Mary's community created joy in her obedience. Now, stay with me, but we're going to go to Matthew 1, and the first person in her life that I want to talk about is Joseph, her, her, her fiancé. Matthew 1 gives his side of the story. Luke 1 and 2 give Mary's and, and a little bit of Joseph's. But Matthew 1 gives Joseph's. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disagree, uh, disgrace her publicly so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Now, before we go on, this is before the angel came to Joseph. And, and what, a good, what a guy, right? I mean, how many, if you had a fiance and she comes to you and says, hey, I'm pregnant, but don't worry, it's, it's God. <laughs> how many might be like, oh, I'm going on social media with this. You crazy. All right, so... so but Joseph, being a good man, it even says righteous man, says, I'm gonna, I am going to quietly break this off because I do not want to embarrass you. What a, what a guy. Next verse. As he considers this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel. Now, again, here's another response. Of, and I understand it's a, it's a dream, an angel, supernatural. But the response is immediate. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her, with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Guys, I think a lot of us, a lot more of us need Josephs in our life. The community of friends that surround us, encouraging us, pushing us toward the will of God and into obedience, rather than somebody in our lives pulling us away, pulling us away, dragging us away from uh, God's will for, for being obedient. We need some Josephs in our life to, to be a good person all the way up front and say, you know, I don't really understand this, so I'm not going to really embarrass you. And then God speaks to him, and he just goes, yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'll do it. I'll take the heat from my parents 
and her parents and the community and the priest and the synagogue and this whole thing. I'll take that because I believe God spoke to me. Man, I, I need some Josephs in my life, and you need some Josephs in your life. And that community, I mean, her, and, and many of you are dating people right now that you should not be dating because they're not pushing you or encouraging you towards the Lord. They're actually dragging you or pulling you away. And Mary, before the angels, or before the angel talked to her and talked to him, was with the right person a righteous man who wanted to please the Lord. And some of us need, and not just in the realm of dating, although that's a big part of it, but a lot of us need to look at the people that we have surrounding us who are influencing our lives, and are they the kind like Joseph saying, yes to God, I'm in it with you, let's obey together, or do you have some people pulling you away, dragging you away from the from outside of the things or outside of the will of God. Another one was Elizabeth, her relative. Luke chapter 1. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why? I mean, just think of how Mary, now she had not, to my knowledge, not told anybody, maybe Joseph, but a few days after the angel comes to her in her room announcing what's getting ready to happen and, and she's maybe pregnant by now and she visits in the next few days Elizabeth and imagine how she's feeling with this whole thing. Like, like I think I saw an angel, right? You ever, you ever question yourself when God speaks to you and you know it and then you two days later you're like, man, I don't know if he spoke to me. Maybe Mary was in that place of like, I'm gonna go to Elizabeth's house because Man, I'm just kind of a little confused. Maybe, I don't, I'm not saying she was, but all of a sudden, here's what Elizabeth does. God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that you would, the mother of my Lord, visit me when I heard your greeting? The baby in my womb leaped or jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord, good way to go. You are blessed because you believed. Man, I am with you because you believe what he said. Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And then she goes on in this beautiful, this beautiful song. Many of us need some Elizabeths in our lives to affirm what God is doing in our lives, to speak life over us. And many of you have surrounded your, your, yourself with people who speak Death, and when I see death, I'm not talking about real death. I'm just talking about negative. They're just like you. I want. I want to do this. I want to please God, and they're just speaking now. That's stupid. What are you doing? We need some Elizabeths encouraging us. I want you to think of the people who most influence your life right now. And because of Mary's friends, because of her relatives, Joseph, Elizabeth, encouraging her to obey, encouraging her in her obedience. That created her response in Elizabeth's greeting was joy. Even the shepherds, and I'm not saying that she created this environment in her life or these, this community in her life with the shepherds, but, but listen to the story, Luke chapter two of the shepherds. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem, let's see this thing that's happened 
which the Lord has told us about, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But, but remember, when the shepherds get to Mary and Joseph, they had to tell them the story too. Like, hey, the reason that we're here right after you gave birth, I know this is a private moment. You ever visited somebody right after a birth? Probably not the best time for a visit, unless it's your family or something. But the shepherds had to tell Mary, hey, this is what happened. And Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. What's my point? Let me put it on the screen. Are the people who are influencing your life right now encouraging you to obey or disobey God? Mary, it was not an easy life, by the way. Her yes on that night in her room was not an easy yes. Her and Joseph would lose the Son of God thinking that he was really with them years later, and he was not. He, she would watch Jesus die on a cross and uh, kind of wonder what in the world. But all through this time, as Jesus starts his ministry and as the religious leaders are, are closing in on this hatred and on this um, jealousy over his ministry, and she's watching this. But because of the people in her life, and including those shepherds, she kept what they experienced in her heart and thought about them when she got discouraged, perhaps. In other words, what I'm saying is the people in our lives are so vitally important. And I think that's what created a ton of her joy in her obedience, because this was not an easy obedience. It was not a, a, a walk-in-the-park obedience, like everything went great, and man, he became king, and it was a totally different kingdom that the government will rest on his shoulders. It was a totally different government than she was expecting, than Joseph was expecting, than probably the shepherds or anybody else was expecting, including the disciples. But because of that community around her and because of her response, right response, right community, those two things, right response, right community. How's your response going with God and how are the people around you encouraging that response? And if you're a young person in the room, young adult, maybe you're 19, 20 years old, maybe you're 16, even younger, whatever age you are, and, and man, you are in the years of decision-making. Not that we are not as old people, but you guys are in the prime of, of choosing spouses and, and choosing career and choosing whether or not you're going to say yes to God or yes to you. And your response is going to be directly related, I believe, to the level of joy, fulfillment, rejoicing, praise, to your level of obedience. 
to our level of obedience. And if you're older, how good have you gotten at saying no? How creative have we gotten at saying no without saying no? Right response, right community. As you pray at the end of this service about what God might be speaking to you in this Christmas story and specifically about Mary and Joy, I want you to ask yourself, how are your responses? How is your community? Twenty-three years ago, this month, my family and I um, moved to Frisco to start this church, December the nineteenth, to be exact. Uh, Madison, one of our one of our daughters' birthday, moved here on that day, and three weeks later started hope. And I, I wish I could tell you that yes was an easy yes. It was uh, kind of a crazy yes. I didn't go through any training. That was bad, number one. No training whatsoever. You know, if you're going to start a business, how many know you think you ought to know a little bit about that business? Or a little bit of how to start that business at least? I didn't, I mean, it was, so anyway, nuts. And that was, a lot of that was self-inflicted. However, man, did I have a community around me. Some of them are still here to this day. That started on a journey in that first weekend, January 9th, 2000. We just, we, we all put, I, I, I literally physically had us all put up our hand and say yes to God. This is a true story. I actually said yes to God. We, we said, God, whatever you want to do in this city, had no idea, 24,000 people at that time. There are few more cars today than there were then. And most of them knew how to drive a little better back then. I don't know what's going on, but, but I'm thanking God <laughs> of all the things to say amen to. Mary's yes, silence. Better drivers, amen. Um, for 23 years, I feel like we've said a lot of yeses. And um, Prosper Campus is one of those yeses. And I want to just give a shout out to, my, to my, uh, our people at Prosper. Love you. Love what God is doing in that city and, and, and in that campus, on that campus. Mike, thank you, man. You and Penny and the whole staff for, for serving. And since 2019, started strong and then COVID. And then it was, you know, it's just been rebuilding all of us and in businesses as well. You know how it goes. But, but now uh, building that, that campus, building that building um, is another one of those not easy yeses for all of us. I didn't just say yes. We all did. And, and so we're trying to build that thing for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons, not trying to build any kind of kingdom or fancy thing. We're just saying, are there people in that community that are going to be moving to that community in the surrounding area that we could reach? And the answer is yes. So God, would you help us start a campus? And man, so many of our Frisco East, Frisco West, and McKinney people said yes to Prosper, and, and, and uh, they're there now. You know, hundreds of them 
saying yes to the Lord each week. And today um, is our big give for, for Prosper. And, and if you came prepared to, to text in or to give online, or maybe you'll go home. I, yesterday, I got online and gave a, a part of our pledge for, for that campus. But if you want to be a part of that, I want to invite you to. You can just uh, go to hopefellowship.net slash give, and it's going to come on the screen in just Jesus' name right here. There we go. Hopefellowship.net slash give, and then you can text PROSPER. Now, remember that, just, or take a picture of it. T- text PROSPER to 97,000, or you can give in the drop boxes at any of our campuses uh, at, the, at the doors. And, um, man, I'm just so grateful what we get to do. So grateful that we get to do this together in, a, in, a, in community. And, and so thank you for 23 years of saying yes. I want to continue to say yes. In our old age, or our older age, I want to continue to say yes. And we can only do that with, with all of us together doing that. So in just a minute, I'm going to pray, but in just a minute, you're going to watch a video from the Prosper Campus and just gives you a good perspective of what's going on there and why it is that we're doing this. And then um, we'll close out. Lord, for, there, there's so many people in, 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 in our church that are contemplating the, the right response and the right people in our lives. And, and many of us, maybe you're speaking to us about some of the adjustments that we need to make. I, I pray that we would not just walk out of here and then two days later, kind of just, you know, walk away from it. Just like, ah, I don't think the Lord was speaking to me. I'll just keep these negative people. I'll just keep these people who, who pull me away from you instead of keep me in the center of your will. Many of us here thinking about the Holy Spirit, what you've just kind of laid on our hearts. And maybe it is our level of joy is directly related to the level of nose or the number of no's that we creatively say. Either way, God, as we contemplate Mary's life, and and we're not trying to be like Mary, we're trying to be like you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to Hope's Weekend Message. Visit hopefellowship.net and further connect with us by downloading the Hope app from the App Store or Google Play. Have a great day. And then was brought to joy because of the people around her. So, God, as we contemplate that, and, and then as we, as a community, contemplate what it is that you've called us to give to, to hopefully build this thing debt-free, God, I pray your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth, in prosper, as it is in heaven, and in our lives as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.